Entrepreneur on Fire 950. John Lee Dumas and the WebinarCourse.com have arrived. Create amazing webinars in 10 days and ignite. Ready to start your business? Go to LegalZoom.com today. Since they're not a law firm, you can get advice from LegalZoom's network of independent attorneys in most states. Enter FIRE in the referral box at checkout for your special discount. LegalZoom.com, code FIRE. Your branding is the face of your business. Make a great impression with creative professional designs from 99designs. Visit 99designs.com slash FIRE and get a $99 upgrade free. Light that spark, Fire Nation. John Lee Doom is here, and I am fired up to bring you our featured guest today, Michael Pryor. Michael, are you prepared to ignite? I am ready. Yes. <laughs> Michael is the CEO of Trello, the tool that helps entrepreneurs organize their businesses and lives. He's also the co-founder of Fog Creek Software, sits on the board of Stack Exchange, and currently lives in Brooklyn with his wife and two daughters. Michael, say what's up to Fire Nation and share what's going on in your world right now. I'm super excited to be on Podcast 950. I can't believe we've <laughs> yes. done that many. That's crazy. <laughs> Just sitting here in New York, uh, really excited about all the stuff that we're doing at Trello and uh, really pumped to talk to you and and give you the background. Cool. Well, we are going to talk about Trello. We're going to talk about your journey as an entrepreneur, but we're going to start at my favorite place, which is the one minute mindset questions, where I'm going to ask you five insights into your mind, Michael. Number one being ideally, what do the first 80 minutes of your day look like? So if it's at home, the first 80 minutes would be spending time with my two daughters um, because I'm usually at work all day. So that's the best way to get my day started. Um, but if it's at work, ideally, my background is I'm a, I'm a programmer um, and I don't really get that much time to program. So if it was at work, the first 80 minutes would be I'm heads down writing code. Heads down doing what you love. Cool stuff. So what's your biggest weakness, Michael, as an entrepreneur? There's so many things going on um, with work and uh, there's multiple companies involved. I think my biggest weakness is definitely my inability to focus. Um, Just everything's coming at me and it's hard to remember what is the most important at that particular point in time. On the flip side, what's your biggest strength? I've been doing running companies for 15 years. So I think a lot of the experience that I've gained, a lot of the failures that we've had um, have taught me lessons. Uh, I've run businesses that are both uh, bootstrapped and venture-backed. So I've seen both sides of the coin and uh, when it's right to do one versus the other. Um, And I think having that insight is really my biggest strength. One doesn't become the CEO of a company like Trello without having some good habits. And we're going to be talking about one of your better habits in a little bit here. But what is one habit that you wish you had? So I wish that every morning when I woke up, I made my bed. And the reason I wish that is because I think that it gives me, it starts a day with sort of a clean mind and a clean place. And it's something that I just never do, uh, but something that I always wish I did. 
I just make sure I get out of bed before Kate <laughs> and she has to make the bed then. <laughs> so you have a lot of exciting things going on for obvious reasons, but if there was just one thing, Michael, that excited you and fired you up more than everything else, what would that be? Biggest thing that we're working on with Trello right now is we're making it um, internationalized. So it's going to be available in a whole bunch of different languages other than English. And so I think right as we're about to unleash that on the world, that's pretty much the thing I'm most fired up about right now is just basically taking Trello and unlocking that for everyone that doesn't actually speak English. Yeah. And that's what I love about the world that we live in is that, you know, we can go ahead and create something awesome. But there's always going to be a certain proportion of the population, if they don't speak that language or understand that, aren't going to be able to take advantage of. And, you know, I've had people approach me and we actually have now a Spanish speaking entrepreneur on fire where the guy just translates it into Spanish. And there's a, a German one starting up. So it's cool that, you know, what we're living in Fire Nation, this world, and we can look at it as this international opportunity. We can expand into these new markets. And Michael, you just didn't wake up and have Trello hand it to you. I mean, you've been on a journey as an entrepreneur. We all have. So we're going to talk about an awesome part in your journey coming up, but let's start with the lowest of the low, your worst entrepreneurial moment. So take us to that moment in time and tell us that story. Okay. So I'm going to go back a couple of years. Uh, just to give you some background, I started a software development company called Fog Creek Software about 15 years ago with uh, my business partner, Joel Spolsky. And um, that company sells developer tools. It sells like a bug tracking product and a code review product. And um, they're running on servers that are a couple blocks away from where I'm sitting in New York downtown. And a few years ago... Um, Hurricane Sandy came in and my wife was nine months pregnant and I was sitting in Brooklyn and all the power went out. Um, and we assumed that, you know, our servers were in a data center. They had generators that everything was fine. Um, so we woke up the next morning, there had been some flooding and I got a phone call and basically the phone call, they said, um, we have about an hour's worth of fuel left in the generator at the data center where your entire company is running right now and all the customers are using your services. So we need you to come over and shut down your computers. And that moment it was probably the worst moment in my life because I just felt so helpless. And I, I ran across the Brooklyn Bridge. I came down to the data center. I took my phone out of my pocket so I get a flashlight trying to find my way up the stairs to the data center. And I'm like, what, what can I do? And they, they basically said the water came in. It took out all the pumps in the basement. And that was actually where all the fuel was stored. So even though they had the generators and they had the fuel, it just, they, there was nothing they could do. And so there was... Um, the CEO of Squarespace was actually down there with me and we were trying to put our heads together and figure out some way that we could get, um, you know, that we could help and get this fuel up to the 18th floor where the generator actually was. And, you know, we, we sort of messed around with trying to figure out if I had pumps and aquarium pumps or we could go to Home Depot to buy them or whatever. In the meantime, we said, hey, you know what, maybe we can buy ourselves an hour or two at a time and just start carrying buckets of fuel up 18 flights of stairs. Um, it seemed kind of ridiculous at the time. 
but we started doing it and we called people. We called um, people that worked for us because basically if our servers went down, that was, that was going to be it. You know, like I think people could, they could take like an hour or two outage, but this was something that wasn't going to be fixed for weeks. And um, we just got everyone that we could to come in and slowly but surely we were carrying all these buckets of diesel up 18 flights of stairs and pouring them into the tank for the generator run. And we just kept doing it for three days straight. And three days later, they got a replacement piece for the pump and fixed the pump and uh, started pumping the fuel up and everything was, was fine. I mean, Fire Nation, if that's not a feel-good story, what is? I mean, that's just, to me, is a story about coming up and just, you know, saying, hey, it's bucket brigade time. You know, we don't have the modern day equipment to make things happen, but we're going to innovate, even if it means going back and doing it the old school way. And Michael, what I would really love you to do before we move on, what's just the one lesson that you want Fire Nation to walk away with from this experience? You're never going to have all the information that you need to make a decision. Like, no, it's never going to be perfect. You're never going to feel like everything's there. You just see the way. It's totally clear. Like, that's part of what making a decision is all about. Like, you got to, you have to decide with a limited amount of info on the path forward, and it's never easy. And I think in that situation, you know, we just said, what can we do? what can we do right now? Cause we're not, there's only so much that we can do. And so we were driving to gas stations, finding pumps, you know, we just did anything that we could because the alternative was, um, we would let down everyone that was relying on us and we couldn't let that happen. So let's shift now, Michael, into another part in your journey. This is going to be an aha moment, a light bulb that went off at some point in your journey. So Tell us that story. Take us to that moment in time and break it down for us. So I'll, this is going to tell you a little bit about how Trello came to be. Um, we were selling a bug tracking tool to developers and we were using it in our own company to manage our process for creating software. And, um, you know, we felt like we had a lot of information going in the system, but as business owners, we had no idea what the heck was going on at the company. Um, we just didn't understand at that top level view, like what's going on? Are we shipping things? Are are projects moving forward? Um, and we just felt like there was a lot of lack of focus. And my business partner, he came up with this idea for, uh, he said, why don't we build this thing? We'll just call it five things and it'll be a list and you can only put five things in it. And it'll be two things that you're working on now, two things that you're going to work on next and one thing you're never going to work on. And that's it. And I was like, that's such a silly idea. Like there's so, <laughs> it, it's so constrained. No one would ever use it. And he's like, no, no, no. You, d you see, the point is that you can't do all these things at once. You have a million bugs in your bug tracker and you're just not going to fix them. And eventually you're going to get to some point in time and you're just going to close them all because you're going to be like, this is just too much of a backlog. And I said, yeah, but who's, you know, who's going to use a, a, a to-do list that only has five things? He said, all right, let's, let's think about this some more. And we went around and we were looking at development teams and how they were working. And a lot of them had these whiteboards um, up in their office 
And on the whiteboard were all these little post-it notes, sticky notes that they had put on the whiteboard. And they were using that to get a high-level view into their development process. So they were also using a bug tracker. It had a thousand bugs in it that they were working on, but they that was telling them, okay, this week, this is what we're working on. This is how we're moving forward. Okay, I can get a visual. I can see it in front of me. I can get perspective. I can see the movement happening. And those sort of ideas combined to in our heads to come up with this idea for Trello, which is essentially this collaborative canvas that people are putting note cards on and lists and sort of allowing you to get this high level perspective about what is happening in your company. Um, whether it's your development and marketing sales or even planning a wedding or um, a vacation with your family or buying a house. Um, and I think that was, you know, the leap from actually we can do more if we constrain ourselves and get rid of all this craft. I think you see that with this this move towards people, you know, trying to get to inbox zero because they just feel so overwhelmed by and inundated in this digital world where there's no end to your inbox. It can just keep filling up and filling up. And that's not how we work in the real world. You know, we have constraints. There's only so many things that you can focus on. Um, and so getting those two things in sync actually is, I think, you know, People just love it. They gravitate towards it. It makes sense to them. They can see it. It's very much like the real world metaphor that people are using, whether they're putting these notes on their refrigerator door or if they're in their office putting them on their whiteboard. So I love the phrase that you used is that we can do more if we restrain ourselves. And I think Fire Nation, if you really absorb that and take that in, you'll realize the power behind those words. And Michael, what I kind of like to do here is detour just a little bit because, you know, one thing that I've kind of been interested about recently is, you know, companies like yours, how they kind of arrive at a pricing model. And I know that our listeners, you know, are looking to build products, services, SaaS companies. Pricing is always a struggle. It always has been. It always will be. But what are like some conversations and some things that you've done to get to where you are now at Trello? Uh, John, this is very timely for you to ask this question. <laughs> Interesting. Um, you know, and and just sort of looking back on our mistakes, um, this is something actually we're thinking about a lot right now. And I wish that I could just tell you that it was easy and there was it, it was obvious. But one of the things that we're doing rec- recently is is looking at our competitors and people that are in sort of complementary spaces to us and looking at their models. And every single one of them has a different model. Um, and I think that sort of tells you that there isn't an answer to this. Like it's a lot about experimentation and feeling, um, feeling out what fits your product and what you feel is right, um, and then going with it. Like we initially, when we launched Trello, we just wanted we had people that wouldn't use it because they were afraid that the company wasn't going to be around because they didn't have to pay for it. Trello's free. And we, we sell um, premium services for it. But before we had the premium services, we would just put it out there. And we were like, don't worry about it. We're, we're going to get venture funding. We're going to be around. And people wouldn't actually use it. They right. were like, that's a constraint uh, or that's a uh, friction point. I can't use it because I, you're not letting me pay you. So we basically said, okay, quick, code something up so that some people can pay us. Because <laughs> we don't want people not using the product because they can't. 
pass. And but I, I get that though, because like if if a team's going to take time and invest in learning something, like they want to know that what they're doing is is worthwhile. Oh yeah, and you see, I mean, this was around the time that like Google had ranked or yanked uh, Google Reader out, you know, and that was yeah. a, a, a much loved product. And they just said, oh, we're going to kill it because it's not really important to us. Um, and everyone was kind of like, oh, you're kidding me. Like I, I, that was part of my workflow. I right. really used it and loved it. Um, so we came up with some premium services that we called business class and we allowed people to pay for it. And essentially we didn't even think about the pricing model. We just said, look, it's one flat fee per year. It doesn't matter how many people are using it. And as time went on, we had some companies that were paying us $200 a year and they had 600 people using it and they were running their entire company on it. And then we had other you know, people that had four people that were using it, paying us $200 a year. And we realized that our pricing model was just not going to work because it didn't scale for big companies. It wasn't actually working with the value that people were getting out of it. Um, and so we switched to a per user model, which is kind of obvious. And and we looked at you know price points for for products that were SaaS based, that were kind of in the same field, that maybe were competitors or maybe were complementary. Like Slack is complementary, I think. And um, uh, you know, so that's where we came today. But even now, you think about it, and you we look at big, huge companies now are using Trello where it started as a couple hundred people and now it's just spread throughout the organization. And, you know, that big companies don't really want to pay per user. They're happy to pay you a lot of money, but they just don't want to be counting every time they have to pay for another person because they have thousands of people using your product. So it's yet another iteration that we have to go back and look and figure out what are the pain points, talk to people, do they understand what we're selling? I mean, one of the things that we realized was even when we were telling our salespeople and explaining our products as we hired them, they were having a little bit of trouble figuring out exactly how this worked. And so that led us to realize, hey, Let's go look at these pricing models and, and clean them up a little bit so that the end users can really understand them. Yeah, this is fascinating. I mean, I know that Fire Nation is really taking this in because it is a struggle. You know, it is evolving. It's ever evolving. And how you are going to start doesn't mean that's how you're going to be six months from now, two years from now, and definitely not how you're going to be, you know, when your product continues to evolve and, and have more add-ons and the such. And, and this is really cool stuff. And Michael, thank you for kind of giving us a glimpse into your evolution for sure. It's been fascinating. And I have a couple more really key questions for you in the lightning round. But before we get there, let's take a minute to thank our sponsors. If you're wondering how your small business can stand out in today's increasingly competitive marketplace, I've got one word for you, branding. While building a brand may be easier and more affordable than you imagined, it still does require some time and money. So why is it worth the effort? Because it allows you to stand out from all the rest of the businesses out there. When customers have several choices, branding helps them make a decision. Your brand should highlight your unique virtues and let customers know what they can expect from your small business. In a business climate where the internet, social media, and technology create a lot of static, it's crucial to develop a clear brand voice to cut through the noise. Whether you need a logo to launch your brand, a t-shirt to show it off, or a website to bring it online, 99designs is a great place for you to build your brand. Visit 99designs.com slash fire and get a $99 upgrade of services free. 
Ready to start your own business today? Whether you want to incorporate or form an LLC, register your trademark to protect your products and services, or even apply for a patent to secure your invention, LegalZoom.com is here to help. Over the past decade, LegalZoom has helped more than a million people just like you turn their ideas into reality. And the great news, this month, for a limited time, you can get special savings on any trademark, copyright, or provisional patent application. Go to LegalZoom.com today to get started. They can even help if you have a great idea, but you're not sure where to begin. Since they're not a law firm, you can get great advice from LegalZoom's network of independent attorneys in most states. That means you can get the guidance you need to get your great idea off the ground. Don't forget to enter FIRE in the referral box to check out this month for your special discount. LegalZoom.com, promo code FIRE. Legal help is here. Michael. Welcome to the lightning rounds where you get to share incredible resources and mind-blowing answers. Sound like a plan? All right, let's do it. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? I think finding the right partner was um, what was really holding me back. And I don't really have any great advice on that other than I just found him. And uh, I've had a great business relationship of, for the past 15 years with my, with my business partner. What's the best advice you've ever received? It's trust your gut. And I think going back to the idea that you're never going to have all the information to make the perfect decision, you just have to move forward and keep moving forward. So just trust your gut and make sure you make a decision. What's a personal habit that you do have that you believe contributes to your success? I am a passionate user of our own product. So one of the ways that I keep myself organized is I use Trello. And um, it allows me to get perspective on everything that's going on at, both in my business life and at my home. Love it. Do you have an internet resource like an Evernote, like a Trello that you can recommend to our listeners? Well, it's actually, there's a series of videos that Sam Altman from Y Combinator did called uh, the, How to Start a Startup which I listened to recently, um, and it's at startupclass.co, and it was really eye-opening. talks a lot, a lot about things that it would be interesting to your audience, I think. Startupclass.co. And if you could recommend one book for our listeners, what would it be, Michael, and why? There's a book called Influence, The Psychology of Persuasion, um, which is about the ways that we persuade people to do things that we want. And I think it's a really eye-opening book for somebody that doesn't come from a sales background to sort of understand the way that people influence each other. James C. Aldini, amazing book, Fire Nation. And I know you love audio, so I teamed up with Audible. And if you haven't already, you can get an amazing audio book for free at eofirebook.com. And Michael, this next question's the last of the lightning round, but it's a doozy. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge that you currently have. Your food and shelter is taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? So on the first day, because I have a two-year-old and a six-month-old, and I haven't slept in probably about two years, I would just <laughs> sleep in, <laughs> take a long nap, and do nothing except recuperate. Um, and then, you know, if I don't know anyone, and I got a laptop, and I can write code, I'm going to build a social network. Going to what you know and love, Michael, that's not a bad place to start, but always following it up with sleep. <laughs> I love that. And let's end today 
on fire with you sharing one parting piece of guidance, the best way that we can connect with you, then we'll say goodbye. So my piece of guidance would be if you start a business, use a PEO, look it up. It's a, a service that you can use to employ people and take a lot of the overhead of the operations away from your focus. So you don't have to worry about those things. And if anyone has any questions for me or they want to give me feedback about our products, I'm happy to talk to you. You can, you can tweet me at Michael Pryor um, on Twitter, or you can just send me an email at mhp at trello.com. Fire Nation, you're the average of the five people that you spend the most time with, and you have been hanging out with Michael P. and JLD today, so keep up the heat. And head over to eofire.com, just type Michael in the search bar. His show notes page will pop right up with everything that we've been talking about. Again, you can tweet him at Michael Pryor, email him mhp at trello.com. And Michael, I just want to thank you for sharing your journey with Fire Nation today. For that, my friends, we salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thanks, John. Thank you so much for joining me today on Entrepreneur on Fire. Head over to eofire.com for links and recaps of every show and so much more. With 15 videos in 15 days, I'll have you podcasting like a pro. Visit freepodcastcourse.com and prepare to ignite.